Do you often find yourself in the middle of strong opinions from colleagues? Arguments between things like inquiry-based learning on one side and direct instruction on the other side can leave us as school leaders feeling unsure which to pursue. In this episode, I'm going to share with you how to take a balanced approach, even when your colleagues are divided. Hi everyone, I'm Shane Leaning and welcome to Global Ed Leaders, a podcast about education across countries and cultures. I work in teaching and leadership development and in this show, I get to know those teachers, leaders and innovators making a difference around the world. Now that involves interviews every other week with short reflections in between and that's what today's episode is. If you like this podcast, I'd love to hear from you. Now I'm an avid Twitter user so you can find me there using the handle at LeaningShane and I'll respond to all messages. You can also find me on LinkedIn and Instagram and you can find the links in the show notes. So in today's episode, we'll delve into the crucial theme of avoiding a black and white mentality in education. Now, our world seems increasingly divided on so many fronts, and sadly, education's no exception. So my aim today is to shine a light on a couple of these grey areas and highlight the power of balanced, nuanced thinking that can guide us as international school leaders towards more effective decisions. And these are big topics, so I've got a few further reading suggestions if you fancy finding out a little bit more. So first, let's define our context. We see huge polarisation in debates over things like curricula, assessment, teaching strategies, and even classroom management. For example, some traditionalists might favour things like rigorous standards, standardised testing, and teacher-centred classrooms. On the other side, maybe Modernists might promote student-centred learning or project-based activities and things like tech integration. Both sides actually present compelling arguments, yet the most effective leaders often find themselves occupying that middle ground, weaving together the best elements from both ends of the spectrum. So let's first look at three powerful instances that I found where the balanced approach has actually made significant impact on education. The first is about phonics versus whole language, this debate. This disagreement stems from actually two different philosophies of teaching reading. So phonics advocates like Rudolf Flesch, who actually in the 50s wrote a very influential book called Why Johnny Can't Read. He argued that children should first learn the sounds that letters and combinations make. Where in contrast, there were arguments from whole language advocates People like the late Ken Goodman, a linguist and massively influential educator, he argued for more of an immersion strategy, and he likens learning to read with learning to speak. However, research and experience of many educators since has actually suggested that a balanced literacy approach, one that combines both phonics and whole language strategies, is more effective. It takes strengths from both sides, offering a really comprehensive approach to reading instruction. If you're interested in this kind of area, then you could delve in by reading books by people like Doug Lamov. He's got a good one called Reading Reconsidered to see that balanced approach in action. Another big argument was the traditional versus progressive education models. So here we actually see a huge divide between structured teacher-centered learning and flexible student-centered experiences. Actually, in last week's episode, I spoke with Dan Gerard about traditional primary music teaching, and we really delved into this as an approach. So traditionalists like E.D. Hirsch, who was the author of Cultural Literacy, advocate for more of a core knowledge, 
and direct instruction approach. Whereas progressive advocates like John Dewey, for example, he emphasised experiential learning and critical thinking. Yet, if you look at the Finnish education system, for example, you'll see a real shining example of how you might bridge this divide. So in Finland, they combine the discipline of traditional teaching methods with the creativity of progressive ones, and they're consistently achieving high scores on international benchmarks. There's a book on this that's um, well worth putting on your bookshelf. That is uh, Passy Salberg's Finnish Lessons. This is a really great resource to understand that Finnish system better. A third example that's pretty relevant for us all right now is the technology divide. So some would argue that integrating technology enhances learning and equips students for an increasingly digital world. You know, you've got companies like Google and Microsoft promoting this with their tools like Google Classroom and Microsoft Teams. But on the other side, there's many educators pushing the importance of face-to-face interaction and traditional pedagogies, especially after students have been on devices for so long since COVID. Yet here too, the middle ground can be the most fruitful. And in my experience, some of the most innovative classrooms actually seamlessly integrate technology, enhancing learning while still preserving that human connection element. So for a really good exploration of this topic, I've been actually recommended before Larry Cuban's book, The Flight of a Butterfly or The Path of a Bullet. I haven't actually got round to reading it myself yet, but I've been recommended it several times by some of my colleagues who integrate tech into their lessons. And in this book, you can find that kind of balanced tech approach. So reflecting on these examples, it's really clear that each side of the debate has merits and the most effective solutions often lie somewhere in between. And as international school leaders, I'd say it's really crucial to appreciate the complexity of these issues and the power of a balanced, informed decision making process. So how do we break free from this black and white mindset? How do we embrace a middle ground? For me, there are two things we can do to actively help. One is continual professional development, and the other is to actively cultivate empathy. Both of these are essential for being able to successfully find the middle ground. So in terms of that professional development part, we should be engaging in professional development opportunities that really try to challenge your thinking. So think about attending seminars or workshops, offering perspectives that might be different to your own. Can you read more widely with a lot more diverse literature? Regularly question your assumptions about education too. So why do you believe in a particular strategy? Is there evidence to support your position? There's lots of evidence out there now, lots of organisations like the Education Endowment Foundation who synthesise it for us leaders and educators. Or are you relying on those kind of ingrained beliefs? A real honest reflection and assessment of your beliefs can often lead to a much more nuanced understanding. And secondly is cultivating empathy. So try to put yourself in the shoes of students. Try to put yourself in the shoes of parents, in fact, and teachers and administrators who might be affected by different policies and practices. Understanding the impact of decisions from multiple perspectives can really lead to more balanced decision making. So I really try to make an effort to engage with those who hold different viewpoints and understand their perspectives and the reasons behind them. And this can often highlight areas where compromise is actually possible. As leaders, we have to remember it's not about choosing a side and sticking with it, no matter what. It's about understanding, analysis and synthesis of different perspectives. 
always with the goal to achieve the best possible outcome for our students. And this really does require being open-minded and ready to adjust our views based on new insights and new evidence. So in summary, educational leadership isn't about picking a side. It's about understanding all perspectives, finding a common ground, and forging a path that integrates the best from all those viewpoints. It's about embracing the richness of those grey areas and fostering a culture that appreciates that complexity. Global Ed Leaders is hosted and produced by me, Shane Lingley. Original music by Guillermo Silva. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and help spread the word by giving a rating wherever you listen to your podcast. You can also follow along and join the conversation on social media using the links in the show notes. See you next week. Thank you.